It's the toughest, most important job in the world. Four kids. If you want to know what it's like to have a fourth, just imagine you're drowning. And then someone hands you a baby. This is The Mom Show. It's where moms come to learn and share. Our host is Lindsay Ertz on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome on into the Mom Show today. Thank you for joining us. Another week of staying home, social distancing, and surviving <laughs> the craziness that is life right now. Uh, I want to talk today about uh, schools reopening and specifically about Salt Lake City School District. Now, full disclosure, I am a mom who has a kid going into the Salt Lake City School District, and so this is top of mind and pertinent for me. Uh, just personally, where this is where my kid is going to go. So uh, this week, some developments happened with the school district. Uh, the most recent being that uh, Governor Herbert is amending the orange risk phase to allow all schools in the state to open, no matter their risk phase. And that mainly impacts uh, Salt Lake City School District because they uh, Salt Lake City is in the orange phase, which means they couldn't have their kids meet in person for school, but the governor has now changed that. So joining me to explain all of this and talk to us in depth and answer all my fears and questions is Yandiri Chatwin. She is the uh, spokeswoman for Salt Lake City School District. Yandiri, thank you for joining me today. Thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, and we've had a few conversations before this. Uh, We've talked in the news capacity and different uh, conversations. So I'm glad to talk to you mom to mom, but also district spokeswoman (laughs) to to anchor here. So, uh, okay. So, Yandari, let's just start with, um, talk to me about the announcement that the governor made this week. How does that change uh, Salt Lake City School District's plan for reopening? Yeah, that's a really great question. The governor announced that he was going to change what orange meant (laughs) for the state of Utah. And really that just impacts our school district because most of the other parts of the state are in um, a more uh, lenient phase of COVID-19 recovery and Salt Lake City has still been in orange. So what he said is that his intent was to open up school. He didn't define exactly what opening up means, um, but the way we're looking at it, we see it as providing us more options to be able to serve our students this fall. Right. So, uh, you know, from your perspective, we talked earlier uh, in the week where you told me that just because the governor is allowing Salt Lake City School District to open doesn't mean you necessarily will. Yeah, that's exactly right. We need to look at what's best for our students and um, the definition of orange changed, but the situation in Salt Lake, the impact that has been experienced by a lot of our families, that hasn't changed. So we still need to make sure that we're looking out first and foremost for the health and well-being of our students and our staff. Yeah, so you guys are kind of waiting on some direction from the governor as far as like the exact language that he puts in the, I think he has to do an executive order, right, in order to like declare this officially. So that will give you official language as far as what this school district can do. Do you have any um, like hints or thoughts about even what it could be and how that impacts you? You know, we don't, um, but there are a couple of different things that, that we might be able to look at. Um, and I'll give you an example that's happening right now. Um, over the summer, we are providing in-person services um, to some of our special education students. 
um, it's really hard to provide special education over remote learning and um, you know it's not ideal everyone did the best they could this spring but we definitely know that we have some gaps particularly with some of our more um, more high risk students so over the summer um, if their parents want them to um, some of our special education students have the opportunity to come into the classroom once or twice a week in very very small groups I mean three five students tops um, socially distanced with their teachers wearing masks um, and you know taking as many precautions as we can um, because we still we still want our students to have a good education but we need to make sure we do that safely and I wish that we had the space and the staffing to be able to do that in the normal school year can you imagine that having sending your, your children to a classroom with only five students and a teacher all for them um, unfortunately, that's not a reality, but um, perhaps since the governor is allowing in-person services to happen in Orange, maybe we could continue some of those services for, um, for some of our special populations. Yeah, so it sort of gives you just the ability to kind of have this hybrid, if you will. Some kids might need that in-person um, learning and special education, like you're saying. Some kids, and you can, you can speak to this, some kids get three square meals a day at school or at least two solid meals at school right and don't have um the parental structure at home to get those meals some kids go hungry without schools how are you sort of addressing some of those needs we are absolutely committed to making sure that students can still get breakfast and lunch even if they're only coming to school one or two days a week and even if they're participating in remote learning um, over the spring dismissal and over the summer, we've had the opportunity for students to come get breakfast and lunch. Um, at some locations, we were able to offer dinner this spring as well, because we know that, um, that this is a, a real need. And it's a real need in a normal year, in the best of times. This is a need in our city. In the Salt Lake City School District, we are a district where 60% of our kids qualify for free or reduced lunch. Um, so we don't, we don't take that lightly. And um, we know that families have been impacted. We have been fortunate enough to have very dedicated community partners. We have um, within our organization uh, with the Salt Lake Education Foundation. They're essentially our, our nonprofit arm that works to meet the physical temporal needs of our families, whether they need um, clothes, uh, a voucher to, you know, to, to go to a store for that, or they need food or, or other assistance. Um, we, we look out for those temporal needs because we know that that impacts the way that students learn in the classroom. So we've been able to have food pantries operating out of our facilities, um, you know, over the spring and then to still during the summer twice a week. The first day that our Rose Park pantry opened, so just to give you an idea, Rose Park is located about, I think about a 10th west. The line of cars to get into the pantry stretched all the way to Redwood Road. That is a mile long line of people who needed food um, and it didn't let up. Uh, I mean, it's still, we, we're still serving so many families every week and we feel fortunate that we have partners who support us in being able to do that. Um, but absolutely, if kids are uh, coming to school in the fall in person or remotely, we still will find a way to make sure that they get those meals that they need. Yeah, that's really good. It sounds like you have a lot of that covered. Uh, Yandari Chatwin is the uh, spokeswoman for Salt Lake City School Districts. Yandari, if I was to just ask you flat out, is Salt Lake City School District going to open in the fall? How would you respond to that? That's a good question. I wish I knew the answer to that. I'm so sorry. I don't have a better answer. We are taking 
um, health and safety, that's truly that's our top priority. And so with the situation in, in Salt Lake City changing so quickly with COVID-19, um, that's a decision that we don't exactly know right this moment, but as we get closer, we'll make a determination based on the data that's available at that time. And it, that could change. I mean, we might start out the school year 100% remotely and then things might get better and we'll go into blended learning or it could also go the opposite way. We might end up in full dismissal after being in person um, at some point in the year. Uh, that's a concern that we have, especially as flu season approaches um, that we'll be hit with a lot of illness. Uh, and especially um, in Salt Lake City where our families have already been impacted in a way that other parts of the state haven't been. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot up in the air still. Talking with Yandere Chatwin, she's a spokeswoman for Salt Lake City School District. We'll take a break. Yandere, I have more questions for you when we come back on The Mom Show. You've joined The Mom Show. Being a mom can be tough sometimes. We try to make it easier. Here's Lindsay Ertz on KSL News Radio. Welcome back into the Mom Show today. Thank you for joining us. The question on everybody's mind these days seems to be our schools reopening in the fall. And we know that a lot of districts have different plans. Some are doing completely remote learning. Some are going up back in person with a modified schedule. Some are providing masks. Some aren't. So it's up to every school district um, what they are going to do. But one of the biggest uh, districts that's kind of been a question mark is Salt Lake City School District uh, because up until uh, the governor made an announcement this week, uh, Salt Lake has been in the orange risk category, which didn't allow schools to open. Uh, and so Salt Lake announced their plan saying, if we don't move to yellow by fall, we'll be in all remote learning until the governor this week said, um, I'm going to modify that orange stage to allow Salt Lake City School District to open. So that's where we stand as of today. Uh, Yandari Chatwin is the spokeswoman for Salt Lake City School District. Yandari, thank you again for joining me on the show. Thanks for having me. Okay, so full disclosure, I'm a parent in the Salt Lake City School District. So um, I feel conflicted, not going to lie. I feel conflicted about what is best for my kid. And it's hard because a lot of times, you know, we have been as a family quite on the conservative end of gathering. We haven't been going out. We haven't been seeing any even family or friends. And it's it's been really hard, but we know it's necessary. And And I think that there's an opposite end of that spectrum out there where people are kind of just going about business as usual, taking some modified precautions, right? But there's kind of just been people on both sides of this issue. But when I think about sending my kid back to school, I'm like, well, I'm not even doing any of these things. How mm -hmm. am I just going to send my kid back into with mm -hmm. gathering with hundreds of other kids? Right. Um, and you're not alone in that. I mean, I, I don't have kids in school, but I do have a little one who just turned one last week. And he goes to daycare at one of our schools. <laughs> and so he's potentially going to be exposed, you know, just like like the kids who are attending classes are. So this is this is absolutely a concern. And that's why in our district, our plans have been a little bit more conservative. Um, our city has been hit really hard. And when we asked parents how comfortable they felt sending their kids to school, um, hypothetically, if Salt Lake were in green, 
uh, not even half of our parents felt comfortable doing that. So when we posed the question about a blended learning model, if Salt Lake manages to be in yellow, we had 69% of our parents who said that's the option they felt comfortable with. So um, I know we've heard since, since we started sharing our plan, we've heard from parents across the spectrum with different opinions, but we know that 69% of our parents already told us that they would prefer a more cautious approach to the school year. Yeah, and you uh, released those plans this week with a link to that parental survey so people could go and see it. Uh, I never yeah. took the survey as a parent in the district. I either didn't see it. <laughs> I know I should I should have taken it, but I didn't I never saw one. So that's probably on me. <laughs> I probably missed the email. But um, how many parents responded to that survey out of like how many kids you have in the district? Oh, I don't remember the number off the top of my head, but I know we had um, over 9,000 students represented in that survey. We have just under 24,000 students in the district, so we heard from about a third, and we heard from parents from all 40 of our schools. So that's a pretty good sample size to be able to say a lot of our parents don't want this. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so tell me again some of the findings from that survey. Like, what are you seeing parents uh, wanting and not wanting? Yeah, we asked parents, what are, the, what are the things that would make you more comfortable having your child attend school? And I mean, it's basic things that our health department has been telling us to do. Wearing a face mask, um, frequent breaks for hand washing or hand sanitizing, being able to social distance in the classroom, um, having modified schedules for recess and for lunch so that we stagger grades and children aren't congregating too closely, or, or even the potential of having um, lunch in the classroom as opposed to in the cafeteria. So with some of these modifications, we found that more parents felt comfortable um, being able to send their student to school. And so we're, we're committed to following through with, with those things. And we're trying to think through everything. Um, for example, some of our, our schools that have been built more recently have um, contact-free water fountains, right? The, the fancy ones like the ones you have at the airport where you can fill up your water bottle. Um, every school will have those before school starts this year and students will be provided a water bottle so they will be able to still hydrate because that's that's important um, but we'll be able to do that in a more sanitary way so we're trying to think through even the small things that we can do um, our custodial team um, they've been working on on their plans they'll be cleaning throughout the day and deep cleaning at least four times during the school day that's that's a lot to clean a school four times during the day and um, and we're, we're committed to continuing to do this as long as we need to. Yeah, it, it does seem like, I, I think that's my main thing is that everyone has the same goal here, right? We all mm -hmm. want our, our kids. I think all of us want our kids back in school. We just want it to be safe for our kids to be back in school. The problem is we just have different ideas about what safe is and what are appropriate steps to stay safe. And so that's kind of where the difference lies. But I kind of wish we could just get back to like, we're all, we all have the same goal here. We all have the same plan. We really, I mean, is that how the district feels? You guys want to ultimately be back in school. No, that's absolutely right. Um, we had parents this week who, um, you know, made their voices heard. They came to the district office and gathered and let us know that, that they want schools open fully. Um, to those parents, I would say that we are right there with you, friends. We want our kids back in school as well, but we need to be able to do that safely, uh, not just for our students, but also for our educators. If we have educators who are out sick, um, that's going to impact the education that our students are able to receive. 
And so we need to make sure that we're doing it safely. And we'd rather be more cautious at the beginning and be able to open up more fully um, in a safe manner. Yeah, and that does, uh, we're talking with the Yandori chat when she's the uh, director, or excuse me, the spokeswoman for the Salt Lake City School District. It, it speaks to a little bit of these plans are fluid, right? It's not like you decide something for the start of the school year and then that's it. It's locked in. We're never changing for the rest of the year, right? Plans are fluid. We're committed to looking at what's best for the health and safety of our, our staff and our students. And if that changes, then our plans will change too. Okay, good to know. Uh, Yandari Chatwin, the spokeswoman for Salt Lake City School District. Uh, we'll take a break. I have more questions for you when we come back on The Mom Show. It's the toughest, most important job in the world. Four kids. Do you want to know what it's like to have a fourth? Just imagine you're drowning. And then someone hands you a baby. This is The Mom Show. It's where moms come to learn and share. Our host is Lindsay Ertz on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back into the Mom Show today. Thank you for joining us. Hope you're having a fantastic weekend. I'm joined right now by the spokeswoman for Salt Lake City School District. Now, full disclosure, I'm a parent in the district, and this week there's been a lot of news about what Salt Lake City is going to do in the fall. They came out with plans a week or so ago, and then um, the governor made an announcement just the uh, Thursday, I believe, uh, saying that he was going to modify the orange risk level to allow Salt Lake City School District to open if they want to. Now, we talked to the district that very day, and Yandere, you can correct me if I'm wrong, Yandere Chatwin is the spokeswoman. Um, you said that day that just because the governor isn't allowing you to open doesn't mean you necessarily will. So at this point, do you know if you're going to open yet in the fall as far as in-person goes? No, unfortunately not yet, but we are glad to have more options to examine how we can safely provide services to our students. Yeah, and that's really what the governor's change did, right, was give you more options as far as a little bit of uh, leeway to be able to, if you want to, reopen. But you told us in the last segment that a a parental survey you guys did uh, showed the majority of parents in the district, at least the ones that responded to the survey, don't feel safe reopening. Um. So I want to kind of uh, go over a few questions I got from Instagram at KSL Mom Show on Instagram. And I put this question out, you know, just what are your questions for Salt Lake City School District on my Instagram? And I got a handful. So uh, I wanted to kind of make this a round robin of questions from Instagram. So the first question uh, is from a listener that says, um, what do what happens if a teacher gets sick? Do all the students quarantine? What happens if a student gets sick? Do you have any plans for, like, what if a kid in my kid's class gets sick? What do we do? That is a really great question, and I I know parents are going to want to know that. We are working really closely with our local health department. They've been really great partners throughout all of this and have advised us when we had, um, you know, situations we were concerned about. Thankfully, well, we were in, we never had anything anything really drastic happen, but um, we would defer to the protocols of the health department at that time. Um, we we've been talking about reaching out and seeing if if there is something from the health department that we can share with parents, um, but those protocols are, are managed by them, and we defer to the experts. So it would just sort of be a case-by-case basis to determine, okay, this teacher was there once a week, they only came in contact with this per this many people, but yet this kid in this class was with 
you know, 30 other kids. So we maybe need to take more aggressive. It just depends, right, on the situation. Yeah, it does. Um, but thinking ahead to, you know, the possibility of having situations, in, you know, like that, we have tried to take measures that would help us in contact tracing. So, for example, on the school buses, um, we'll only have one student per seat, um, unless they're in the same household that, you know, obviously siblings can sit together. <laughs> um, and that, something like that would help us if um, a situation were to arise in, in one of the schools, we would know, okay, who was on the bus that day, and we would know that um, it was this particular group of students. And honestly, that's part of the reason that our blended learning model only has students going to school um, a couple days, one or two days a week, uh, because one, we need to have the spacing um, in the classrooms, and another reason is that it would really help out with contact tracing if we if we found ourselves in that situation where we needed to do that. Okay, very good. Talking with the spokeswoman for the Salt Lake City School District, Yandari Chatwin, uh, firing off questions from listeners on Instagram. Um, One person asked, I would love if the school district would send out another survey now that numbers are high. Are you planning to do that? Um, We aren't planning to do that at the moment. Our our plans are due, I mean, fairly quickly at the end of the month to the state. Um, so we, we haven't had time, but that is the reason that we sent out two surveys. We surveyed parents first in May, and then after analyzing the thousands of responses we received, we had follow-up questions for parents. And it's so important for us that we take into account what parents have to say. Um, I mean, parents are the ones who are going to be directly impacted by, um, by what, whatever plan we decide on. And we surveyed our teachers and our administrators also because it's, it's, they're the ones on the front lines, and we wanted to know how can we make this as you know easy and comfortable as we can, knowing that we're all in a pandemic, that we're all trying to just survive together? How can we make this the best plan under the circumstances that we have? Yeah, there's a lot to consider. Um, okay, next question. Will there be an online-only option? I can't send my kid back in person yet. Too scary. Yes, there will absolutely be an online-only option. We know um, every family situation is different. Some families... Um, have people in the, in their households that are high risk. Some parents uh, just really don't feel comfortable. We absolutely understand that. And regardless of what the main plan looks like, there will be an online only option for students at all 40 of our schools. And are you guys doing extra things to help parents facilitate online learning? Because this mom over here is like, <laughs> who is going to homeschool my kid? Because it's not going to be me. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, we absolutely understand that. We heard that from parents in the survey, and we heard that from teachers as well, who probably were hearing from parents in the spring. Um, the the bright side to going into the school year um, in the middle of the pandemic is that we've had a few months of remote learning under our belt. We've had the summer to analyze, to prepare, to review how things went, um, and to make things better. So I know one um, big concern for parents in the spring was that um, if a family had kids at different grade levels and different schools, um, teachers were using many different platforms online. And so parents had to learn on the fly how, how to use all these apps, how to use all these programs. Um, we've streamlined that. So parents in the Salt Lake City School District, all they need to know this year is the platform called Canvas. Everything they need um, for a student, whether they're a high school senior or a brand new kindergartner, will be on Canvas. And so we will provide um, videos to help parents learn that platform. Um, and we hope that knowing that you just need to know one platform will be a little bit more reassuring. 
Um, and along with that, our teachers also told us that they really wanted more professional development opportunities. We are listening to that and are hoping to, to, you know, to provide that because we want our educators to feel confident and confident in, in their ability to teach students, um, even though we are in a pandemic. And we're hopeful that uh, with putting those measures into place that the online learning experience will be a lot smoother for parents. So rest assured, it's not gonna look like it did in the spring when all of us were thrown into this on the fly. We've had some time to prepare and we hope that you'll see those changes um, this fall. That's good. That might help some parents make the decision who might be still undecided about what they're going to do, knowing that those supports are in place. In our district, we're, we're very unique. We're one of the few districts in the state that is majority minority. We have um, most of our students are um, racial or ethnic minorities, and our families speak more than 80 languages. So anytime we send something out, a communication, we have to make sure that we are able to translate into um, the heritage languages of our families. And that, that is a concern um, with, with the various platforms. We're hopeful that um, Canvas will simplify things, not just for families with a lot of kids at different grade levels and at different schools, but also for our, our families who are, might be English language learners who um, are being thrown into this. Uh, I mean, not just in the pandemic, but some of them are being thrown into technology for the very first time. Um, that's, that's something that we work really hard to address in the spring and that we'll continue to work on uh, is the technology access for families spectrum. Yeah, and Salt Lake School District has a very diverse uh, population within its boundaries. Um, I've heard this suggested before where, um, and, and maybe you can speak to this, some of the areas of Salt Lake City are harder hit. Are there zip codes where we can have those schools um, not open or go rem remote and then other schools be able to open? Our district's vision statement is excellence and equity, every student, every classroom, every day. And that's a commitment that we plan to uphold for all of our students. That means that we need to provide the same educational opportunities to students in um, hard hit zip codes as we do to students in less hard hit zip codes. Um, and we're committed to that, to providing those educational opportunities across our district. So the decisions that are made are, are going to be made for students at all 40 schools and, and across the city in, in different zip codes. Okay, good to know. I think that will answer the question for a lot of people. Um, if uh, Here's another question from Instagram. We're talking with Yandere Chatwin. She's the spokeswoman for Salt Lake City School District at KSL Mom Show on Instagram, if you'd like to follow me. Um, if I use my own homeschool curriculum, do my kids lose their dual immersion uh, spots next year? You know, that's a really great question. I... Do not have the answer to that, but I will. I'll follow up. What I'll do is I will find an answer to that one, and I'll follow up with Lindsay, and um, hopefully you can help me get get that answer to the the person who left that comment. Yep, I can absolutely respond on Instagram. Okay, I had one more question come in on Instagram, literally as we were talking about this. So this question is. Um, uh, if they do decide to do the yellow hybrid schedule while Salt Lake City is technically in orange, when Salt Lake City does actually move to yellow, will we stick with the hybrid schedule as planned for yellow? That hasn't been determined yet. Again, the, um, those new guidelines from the governor were just thrown at us uh, just this week, and we are working on finalizing what the plans will look like under the various risk levels. 
Okay, very good. Yandere Chatwin, the spokeswoman for Salt Lake City School District. We'll take a break, Yandere. I want to finish up our conversation by talking about uh, what parents can be doing Whether or not school is back, we still don't know in Salt Lake, Um, but what parents can be doing to get kids ready if they are going back. So we'll talk about that when we come back on The Mom Show. Back inside The Mom Show. Dads are welcome, but moms come here to be heard. We're with Lindsay Ertz on KSL News Radio. Welcome back into the Mom Show today. Thank you for joining us. A special thanks to my guest uh, that we're talking with, Yandari Chatwin. She is the spokeswoman for the Salt Lake City School District. Uh, we've been having a conversation about Salt Lake's plans for the fall, which are still up in the air as far as, far as whether kids will be back in the classrooms. Salt Lake said um, a few weeks ago they were going to do a hybrid model where uh, kids will be staggered. And then the governor this week came out uh, to say that even with Salt Lake City itself in the orange risk phase, that schools were allowed to hold in-person um, classes. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean Salt Lake School District will. And Yandri has told us that um, just because they're allowed to doesn't mean they will. Uh, they're still kind of weighing all the risk assessments and uh, going to look at their plan again once they get some specific language for the governor about safety measures that they need to take. Yandri, um Regardless of what does happen in the fall, what do you think parents should be doing right now to be helping their kids? There are some other districts that are going back and that will be in school five days a week. Mm-hmm. What do you think needs to happen uh, for kids to prep for school during a global pandemic? That's a great question. Um, so we're still really hopeful that we'll be able to get kids into the classroom, even if it's just part part of the week. Um, And one thing that will be really important is the wearing of face masks. Um, So I think something that would be helpful is if parents right now are able to talk to their their students about how to wear face masks appropriately, why it's important to wear a face mask right now, um, and maybe even how not to wear it. I mean, um, we see a lot of the, you know, chin covers, their noses poking out out of the mask, um, and those things make a mask less effective. We'll work on some of that in the classroom as well. We'll try to have some fun videos that teach, especially some of the younger kiddos who are new to this, um, how how to use a mask and why. Um, but if parents could help start the conversation now, I think that would be that would be really helpful. Because um, think about it, even if your if your child is wearing a mask right now, it's probably for a limited amount of time. Maybe you're going um, to the store really quickly or. And social distancing and visiting grandparents or, or something similar. Um, a full school school day, uh, that's a lot longer period of time to have to wear the mask um, and being able to know how to remove it properly in order to eat your lunch and then how to put it back on, how to keep things clean. Um, I think that's going to be really important. Along with that, um, teaching kiddos why it's so important to social distance. Um, I think it's going to be hard, again, especially for some of the younger ones um, to understand why they can't sit right next to their best friend at lunch, or uh, why why their even their their class and playtime has to look a little bit different um, differently with the spacing and the six feet. So if parents are able to help teach some of their some of these practices to their kids now, I think that'll really go a long way to transitioning into the school year. And 
That is one of the things I am struggling with as a parent. I have a five-year-old who's going into kindergarten in Salt Lake School District in the fall, and I know there's a huge range of ages between a five-year-old and a senior in high school. Um, But for me, the balance between teaching my kid that she has to social distance right now and not conveying the message to be terrified of people is something I'm struggling with, right, as a parent, because I don't want to send the message that people are bad and she should, you know, fear them. I don't want her to have more anxiety than I already have. And so I just struggle with that balance of how to teach her, um, you know, you got to stay distant right now, but it's not going to be this way forever. I don't know if she's getting that message. Yeah, no, that's that's so Yeah, I also think that my young the young kids are really resilient, right? This is just they're they're the coronavirus generation, right? They're just <laughs> going to grow up in a world where masks are a thing and people stay 6 feet apart and it's not weird or bad, but it's just the way it is and it, maybe it won't be this way forever hopefully, but they'll just kind of remember this time as like we had to do some weird things when I was 5 years old. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, I think about this too for our high school seniors or our kids who just graduated, who their senior year looked nothing like what they thought it would. Um, that resiliency, I'm hopeful that if anything, that'll help them as they continue into college or into jobs and careers. Um, the knowledge that they can get through hard things because they've already made it through something really, really difficult. Yeah, absolutely. And so I do think there are things parents can be doing right now to kind of help prep their kids. And I like the the practicing of wearing masks. I'm going to do that a little bit more with my five-year-old as we get closer to start time here. Um, because I think she doesn't quite have the, she doesn't take it off, but she doesn't know yet the what it feels like to wear it for a long period of time. So I'm going to kind of work my way up to that. But, um, you know, I mentioned there's a lot of ages and stages between kindergarten and a senior in high school. Some of those older kids who have to wear masks at school, they know what's right and wrong. They know Mm -hmm. um, what the policy is, I should say. What, uh, what does discipline look like if kids aren't compliant with masks? Have we figured that out yet? No, we, that's a great question. Um, I don't believe we have a protocol in place. Again, um, the plan is a work in progress. So that's something we may look at, but I think really our focus needs to be on information and education. I mean, that's why our kids are in school, right, to receive education and being able to teach them um, the why we're hopeful will we'll go a long way and, and making sure that they're wearing that. And if it helps, maybe maybe students can, can think of this as part of the dress code. Um, you know, dress codes aren't a new thing in schools, and, and some of our schools even have uniforms that they wear um, during the school day. 
So this is just part of the dress code this year. Is not wearing of a face mask? And we certainly, we certainly know how to enforce dress codes, don't we, around Utah? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay, Yandere Chatwin is the spokeswoman for Salt Lake City School District. Thank you so much, Yandere, for taking the time with me. I really appreciate it. This has been so informative for parents. Yeah, happy to be here. And if folks have other questions, um, there's an email that we're using, news at sltschools.org. We check that during the week. And so if you have questions, feel free to shoot us an email and we'll, we'll get back to you as quickly as we can. Perfect. Thank you for joining us this week on The Mom Show.